We popped the lid on the Tupperware and it's passed the sniff test. But it's still good. And now we're reheating it just for you. These are the best bits of Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Yes, Matt O'Kine, once again, here we are for another best of. This week, uh, we've been uh, out of the office and so this is our hot and tasty out-of-office reply. You know, they don't come much better, Matt, because we're picking a few of the highlights from throughout the first, what, six months of all-day breakfast for you to uh, yeah. catch up on if you have missed. If you, you know, friends have recommended starting this week, hope you're enjoying it. It is the final day of our best of, Matt O'Kind. And what a cracker to finish up on. It's so hard making these decisions. It's like choosing between 400-odd babies, you know, <laughs> of, your, of, of your own babies because... Every time I look at the segments that you're going to be hearing today, I think, oh, I love that. Oh, that was such a great moment. Oh, I'm going to listen to that again. So uh, we're going to we chat to some incredible uh, band members today from DMAs. Really, really great stuff. Um, Tommy and Johnny. We do check in on the news of Healthy Harold from the Life Ed van um, and create what I think, I know, conversations are ongoing, of course, when it comes. Hollywood is taking a little bit of a break, but we feel there is something in the works there. Well, we won't say any more before that comes up, but we also pulled one of the biggest stitches ups of all time, and it was a counter-stitch-up because someone tried to stitch us up, but we got the last laugh, Matt O'Kine. Yeah, absolutely. This was a message, not just to uh, the stitchy, mm. but to everyone out there. Some call it a warning shot, you know, because we could have gone harder, but... We we just fired up in the air and uh, we let someone let someone in on. Um, <clears throat> we didn't want anyone to rest in pieces just yet because <laughs> we are capable of that. It just goes to show never, <laughs> never try to outsmart Matt and Alex. That's it. Uh, so all of that and more in this little episode of uh, All Day Breakfast. Hope you are well. We will see you back with our uh, our normal podcast on a Monday. Um, we'll have plenty of holiday stories. I mean, I will have. Been able to go to the shops, Matt. I've probably gone to the park with someone. Um, <laughs> you may have been able to see other people, which has been interesting. But um, it, sh- it should be good. All right. Well, let's get stuck right into it. Now, if you're interested in the news, you probably have uh, your various media sites, day in, day out, uh, always showing the headlines. I mean, so much stuff going on around the world, Alex Dyson. You've got to look at the heavy-hitting news to really understand where the world is at at the moment. And we do know that you download uh, All Day Breakfast in order to be kept abreast of the major issues facing us here in Australia. And, you know, with schools going back, restrictions being eased, uh, it should be a very happy time for students uh, wandering back onto school premises, but in Devonport, Tasmania, that may not be the case. Uh, We've got a reporter live on the scene, Uh, Kynan, he's 25 years old, he's from Devonport. Hey mate, how are you going? Oh yeah, very well boys, how about yourselves? Look, we're going okay, worrying reports coming out of uh, northwest Tassie though, please let us know uh, what's been happening in your town. Well, very worrying reports on a national news scale, but at a local scale, this is classic East Devonport behaviour. <laughs> okay, so, so this East, is a pretty typical afternoon for Devonport. Classic Devonport, East Devonport behaviour. Okay, so tell us what happened when you were driving past uh, East Devonport well, Primary School. So I was just driving past uh, East Devonport Primary School on my way to my favourite butchers and uh, happened to glance past at the local primary school and got welcome back CUNTs. 
Okay, so... On the message board there. On their board, that's usually welcoming all the students back to the school that everybody can see on the main road of East Devonport driving in and out. Okay, so usually it's like school fates this January. Yeah, Um, that's it. Come and see the school musical (laughs) on this date. Uh, Congrats to all our students who picked up prizes at the Year 7 Awards. (laughs) That kind of thing. And today it was... exactly it. Welcome back. See you next Tuesdays. <laughs> That's exactly right. And if you want me to, I can paint paint the picture a little bit more of the East Devonport situation, if you'd like. Okay. Oh, so, are you? Yeah, because we're everyone's wondering what's going on. The face, you know, there was a Facebook post letting people know that they were very upset with what's happened. What, what do you put it down tea, to? Mate? What's the tea? The, what's the tea? No, what's what's the tea? Sorry, it's a it's a cool oh, net slang. Oh, okay. I still don't get what you mean. What's the tea? (laughs) Look, never mind. What's been happening in East Devonport? Tell us how this has unfolded for you. Okay, I feel you. All right. No worries. We'll just set the scene a little bit. It's a classic stereotypical neighbourhood in uh, backwards Tasmania where there's uh, backy bongs in grandma's backyard, teenage pregnancies, two bikey joints about 500 metres away from the schools anyways. (laughs) But it's a pretty classy area. Okay. Okay, so so this was this is basically like a greeting card. Uh, Absolutely, for, this is standard. Okay, so um, tell me about East Devonport. Um, is there a big rivalry between East Devonport and West Devonport? Yes, there actually is a massive one because that's probably East Devonport's biggest. I don't know thing to look at is a football ground there where there's mm. COVID testing being done at the moment. Actually, I got mine done there. Oh, <laughs> so you had to cross over to the other side of town. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, right. Yeah, but, uh, yeah a bit of a. Bit of a rivalry between the football teams, people growing up there, usually mm. less stereotypical in West Devonport. Okay. Gotcha. Tell us about this sign. Uh, as far as the rumours go around Devonport, what are people saying? Who is the culprit? Well, my sources, they uh, inform me that the culprit owns a scooter. <gasps> Electric or razor? Well, it could actually be a kickflip. Well, well, sorry, ripstick. What is it? Ripstick? <laughs> I think that's it. They're still around, Wait, aren't they? Rip I can see someone vandalising a sign and then hightailing it Back away on their ripstick. The hey, now, Kynan, be, be careful with what you're saying, all right, because I, I don't want you to, you know, sn- st- snitches get stitches, bro. Oh, absolutely, gonna... mate. Absolutely. Okay, so I don't want you to get in trouble just for this, but um, but what's the buzz like on social media? Is, 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 it, is it popping off? It's hot. It's hot. It's 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 pretty a lot at the moment, or as the young people are calling it, lit. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Uh, there's so it got posted to a local meme page out of Lonnie, and that's blown up massive. I think it's on Lad Bible now as well, or something. Not Whoa. that that's a really Okay, so this international now. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, any word on the mad lad who pulled it off? <laughs> well. I mean, there's a few usual suspects that walk around old East Dev and do little ratty things or have... I mean, me and my mates got chased with a knife one time after we did Ding Dong Ditch one time, so it's, a, <laughs> I don't it's know an interesting is. neighbourhood. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. you knock on the door three times and you run away. Oh, run Nick knocking. The knife. <laughs> what is it, what's with the bad language down in Devonport? What's going on down there, Kynan? Hey, what are you presiding over here, mate? So, so Kynan, you've you've laid us down. Uh, you've you know you filled us in on the this tea. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is there any any other extra tea? A little top up of our uh, glasses. Of our oh well, that... mate. Tasmania is a very interesting area with a lot of little, I guess you'd say, gossips or rumours going around. But there's like a little. 
at the back of uh, Bernie. Okay. So, like, you can literally travel think, there and you can see that. I don't think we can say that, mate. Oh, oh my God. sorry. I'm just letting <laughs> you know, it's lucky like it's we're legit, on a podcast, my legit. friend. <laughs> if you were on Triple J live radio, you would have been dumped <laughs> off air. Ten seconds away, right. there would have been a weird thing. Matt right. and I would have come back with you sweating. We'd have to go into a meeting. There'd be editorial policies. But the good news is, my friend, you've just been bleeped. And it's our first uh, first official bleeping of, oh, of someone, of a listener on All Day Breakfast. Right, so congratulations, Kynum. We're getting Kynum off before, before we lose our jobs. Come on. Thanks, Kynum. We'll catch you later, mate. Thanks, mate. No, you're legend. Cheers. Um, look, there we go, Matt O'Kine. That's, that's our Tasmanian reporter. <laughs> Kynan, uh, getting in touch with all the hot goss or uh, tea uh, from his t- <laughs> from his town. Uh, I think that was slightly confusing. You got to stop using your, your hot new interesting lingo. internet lingo. I'm mate. Sorry, man. But uh, no, thank you to Kynan. And hey, if you've got any tea from your town, hit us up, <laughs> matt.n.alex. I'm keen. Yeah, I hit us with goss. your Earl Grey. Hit us with your English breakfast. You know, whatever you're at, we're happy to take it. While Matt spends some quality time with his 18-month-old daughter and Alex researches some new parasites on the internet, we're reliving some of their best bits. All right, Matt O'Kine, very excited to catch up with a couple of excellent gents here. As their third studio album drops, it is called The Glow. It has just come out. A big hello to Tommy and Johnny from DMAs. Hey, guys. Hey, good to see you guys again. Oh, so good to see you as well. We've got you on the Zoom screen here. We can have a proper catch-up. It's been a little while. Um, How are we feeling? Third album, done and dusted. Yeah, man, it's good. We've had a three-month delay um, on it, obviously because of all the um, COVID stuff and whatnot, but I'm glad we decided to do that, you know, because we put a lot of love into this record and it's it's been a different experience for us completely, you know. Um, We worked with this producer, Stuart Price, uh, Scott Horsgoff as well did the first two tracks and then Stuart Price, who's done like Madonna and oh, uh, New Order and Pet Shop Boys. And, um, when you're and looking at, like for that, producers, yeah. is it like a, like you look at people's resumes and that's on the list and you look through them like you were sort of getting any other job? Or Yeah, he's got a pretty gnarly resume. You know, it's like, <laughs> but also, you know, like the most lovely guy. Mm. And for me, I know as a aspiring uh, producer and stuff, just seeing his demeanour in the studio and if you had a suggestion or something, he would go with it the whole way and stuff like that. And if it didn't work, it didn't work, but it was fine. But it's just a really creative, great space to be in, especially like when you start going to these hectic studios and like Hollywood and stuff, which we've never <laughs> done before. Making After um, making like the first um, album in our bedroom, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, well, it certainly has elements of, a, it has a bit more of a polished sound, uh, some of these tracks. You mentioned the producer just then having worked with people like Madonna and New Order, um, and those bands tend to lean a little bit more electronic. Did you find that this album has a little bit more of an electro, you know, zap to it? Yeah, totally. And like, well, we're all kind of mucking around with that stuff anyway. You know, after being, it's it's funny. It's like I've spoken to a few people about this. In like, when you first start making music, right? You've got the guitar, right? So naturally, that's all you got. You know, you can get a shitty little acoustic guitar for like two hundred bucks, but you can write great songs on a shitty acoustic guitar for two hundred bucks. You know, but then when you start delving into like electronic music and you start paying for synthesizers, computers, and you're doing sequencing and drum machines. It sounds getting like a bit more expensive. So it's like kind of a natural 
you know, if your band starts going well, you're like, well, I want to experiment with more sounds. It's, it is like a natural um, trajectory, I guess. Mm. Yeah, and okay. so we kind of started doing a bit of that. But we also wanted the transition to not just be seamless, but sound great. Mm. You know, and that's one of the big reasons we got Stuart on board. And what about yourself, Tommy, as the singer in the band? Uh, do you go from your, like your normal, you know, Lipton black tea and get onto your rooibuses and your big lemon and gingers, you know, <laughs> as you uh, become uh, more accustomed to that world? Um, no, not really. Look, all the albums, like all the music that we make, we do focus on on melody and lyrics. And regardless of what kind of production we decide to go down, it's still kind of grounded in that. So for a singer. Um, it was really exciting to kind of put vocals over these kind of different sort of sounding tunes. But at the end of the day, it was still kind of, it still felt like I was, I was, you know, making a DMA's record just like I was in my bedroom five years ago, because most of the songs have acoustic on them. Um, you know, they're all, you know, grounded in the same kind of principles. So it was, it was um, really enjoyable to, for me to, to sing on the record, but at the same time, it wasn't, too dissimilar to the previous albums. Yeah, well, it sounds awesome because you've managed to um, get at the uh, the Factory Theatre in Sydney, a venue that usually holds 550 people. You're going to be putting on some shows uh, for 150 people. They'll be separated, it'll be COVID safe, and you'll be doing two a night, which is pretty, yeah. pretty cool. Um, uh, what, what little special treats are you giving for the, the people who will be able to come along and, and watch DMAs? Well, we'll be playing about six songs, six, seven songs off the new record, like stripped back, like, so, you know, all these dancey tunes we're talking about, you know, you can you can hear them in their original form and their truest Ooh. form if you like. So, yeah. Oh, amazing. So, it's sort of weird. It seems like you've done it backwards because I know a lot of bands evolve to the sort of bigger sounds as their crowds get bigger, the you know, the rooms they're playing get bigger and they need that energy from mm. the uh, from the band. And so you've you've kind of designed the songs to, to, to play for the big things and now you're having to strip it back. But, you know, will, it, will a certain favourite like a version be uh, <laughs> creeping onto the I set? Do you, think? do you believe in love after love? We've only played that song, I think, twice. Once at Splendour, once like in tribute um, in um, Groove in the Move for, for someone. Um, so, yeah. Really? It's I very, thought... It's very, it's very sacred that song. Oh, and once at Heaton Park, three times in our in our yeah. in the band's life we played it. So we we like to keep it, you know, sacred. So maybe we will whip it out one of the one of the sixteen gigs we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know how it would be for you guys, but it's incredible the amount of times that I'm asked about that particular like a version. Because I, I have a little, my shoulder has a little cameo at the start of the like a version, and so people talk to me about, oh, what was it like in the room with DMAs and that sort of thing. It's it's this weird thing that just happened to connect with so many people. I guess you could multiply that conversation by twenty when it comes to uh, people talking to you about it, given you you were the ones who performed the song. What's it been like? One thing I found with that song it was so weird. Happens in like three minutes or something. Like I was playing the wrong chords two hours before. Like, <laughs> I was like. Because we barely played it. Mason was like, mate, that's not even it. I was like, <laughs> and um, so when we're doing it, you know, I'm like, there, like, <laughs> and then, but then it's just done. Then you're at the whim of the internet, really. Mm. And then, and it's, and, happened, and it's I still happened. have to read the lyrics for that. Yeah. Song. That's how, I mean, <laughs> but, it, but it's I, so we funny. It like four times, and that, that's it. And I think that's what's cool about it. Like, we haven't, mm. we haven't overcooked it. 
Um, mm. So when we do play it live, it is kind of special. That's what we, we've only played it on special occasions. So, yeah, it's, it's a funny one. Um, but, yeah, people in UK loved it particularly and that was surprising for me. I kind of didn't expect that from our fans. Well, so, yeah. The year that we finished up at Triple J, I went overseas for a year, had the gap year that I'd never had and I just distinctly remember walking along uh, like a little uh, harbour in Croatia and this dude had got it up on his on his little boombox thing and was walking along the Croatian cobblestone streets with it above his head <laughs> just pumping DMAs. Shirt Believe, cover. It's really? like it's absolutely miraculous, and you guys did an incredible job for that. <laughs> we better wrap it up, but we need to get one crazy I, LA story out of you. Oh, but uh, there's also the Liam Gallagher too. I don't know which I, one. Which, okay. Have we, we got two? Have, have we got stories of Liam Gallagher or LA? Right. What are, What are you? You get to pick an LA story <laughs> or an LG story. Uh, what do you want to leave us with? <laughs> Johnny's got this question. <laughs> oh. You went to his house and like played some new tunes. And stuff. Oh, I don't talk about that. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> I don't talk about that in the interviews, man. All right, all right, but, um, fair enough. Fair but enough. Did, but he did, but he did come to our gig, um, that Brixton Academy gig, and um, and he came down with Gene and Molly and um and Debbie and Katie and like a bunch, you know, bunch of his crew, and and they stayed and, and watched the show, and we had drinks afterwards, and just like to do that um that tour and stuff with them. Uh, and for us to like kind of find our feet on like like playing arenas and stuff like that, and and then we got to watch him play, um, you know, play all these Oasis shows at in Manchester Arena, <laughs> you know, just like it was actually insanity, you know. They say got some good seats, and it was just, it was really surreal. Oh, that's so wonderful. Uh, well. DMAs, thank you very much for joining us here yeah. on All Day Breakfast. Congratulations on getting this album out. It is called The Glow. I love it, guys. Love chatting to you as well. So cheers for dropping Thanks, by. And guys. good luck with these um, with these socially distanced shows. It should be really special. It should be fun, man. Hey, always a pleasure with you guys. See ya. Hey, love it, boys. Thanks again. All really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. See ya. It's a Best Bits breakfast buffet. What tasty treats shall we indulge in next? Maybe this one. Now, Matt O'Kine, we did have a little chat about Pennyworth, uh, which, as we all know, is the uh, the spin-off of Batman about Alfred Pennyworth, the butler, and his origin story as to as to how he came to be working for the Waynes, uh, direct from an SAS soldier all the way through finishing school to be one of the most polite people in that particular series and in Gotham City as a whole. Um, we also talked about the Bumble, Bumbledorf? Dumble, Dumbledoof. <laughs> Bumble, Bumble, Bumbledee. <laughs> what a muggle. I, I'm um, not no, even Dumbledore joking, is Dumbledore, the yes. head principal of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. And, uh, yeah, that's spit off including Jude, Jude Law um, being Albus Dumbledore is in the works as well, which led us to think that, you know, spin-offs, this is where the money is, Matt. We need to get on board. So as well as suggesting a few of our own uh, spin-off ideas, we asked you which characters from popular culture do you think should have their own television series? And yeah. we had some excellent suggestions. Chris got in touch on Instagram, which you can always do, at mattdunn.alex. Uh, he said, spin-off idea, Llama wants a wife. <laughs> this is based on your troubles with the Minecraft llama that's been waking you up at night, Alex Dyson. <laughs> so uh, so the, the plot is when Alex and Woods' house is struck by lightning, Woods' Minecraft llama comes to life and he's on the search for love. Uh, 
Chris has also said that Lama is voiced by Osher Gunsberg. So he's, he's uh, casting high there, but yeah. yeah, look, I could see it. Unfortunately, we couldn't get Osher at short notice, but we also had an excellent suggestion from Alana, who's at Laney Rosso on Instagram, who's has a spin-off idea about this character. Hi, kids. Do you want to meet Healthy Harold? Well, guess what? He's coming to visit you very soon. We're going to have lots of fun together, learning about our feelings, keeping healthy and staying safe. Healthy Harold the Giraffe. Oh, yep. What a flashback. I'll never forget. I know, sitting in that little trailer. The Healthy Ed van. Year seven. I remember that's where I learned that steroids make, make your testicles shrink. I remember that um, in the health when they were talking about smoking, and they played and Harold helped us play a sketch about the first person to pitch cigarette smoking as an idea to someone. It's like, oh, I've got this great idea about smoking. It's like, what do you do? It's like, oh, you just put it in your mouth and you suck in. I was like, oh, cool. Is it good for you? Nah, 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 nah. It's it's actually really bad. It causes cancer. And he's like, oh, okay. Does it taste good? It's like, oh, nah, nah, nah. It smells of smoke. Like, I still remember that, and I've never smoked. So that's pretty good. That, yeah, that's red hot. That's from, some uh, piping hot education. content from uh, from the life Ed Van and Harold. Uh, but Alana's message reads thus: I have a spin-off idea that involves healthy Harold, the giraffe puppet from the '90s primary school life education vans. He used to teach kids not to do drugs, but now his job has been replaced by an online webinar. He's out of work and turns to hard drugs. I get an 80% hit rate with people I tell about Healthy Harold. I feel like this was a thing in the 90s, uh, so I reckon people are ready to get a spin-off. And Matt O'Kine, we agreed with Alana, and so with the help of audio producer Chris Marsh, have put together a, uh, a new story for Healthy Harold in 2020. <laughs> the view from the top was pretty good. Australia's favourite giraffe, Healthy Harold, is back. Healthy Harold helping once again. Oh, Healthy Harold! Love ya! The order of Australia for his tireless work turning kids away from illicit substances goes to Healthy Harold. Yeah! On you, Harold! Thank you so much, Harold. You're a champ, Harold. Harold! But when you keep sticking your neck out for people... You're wearing yourself to the bone, Harold. Can't you just take a day off? And risk a child making a bad health decision. No way, Janine. It's only a matter of time until someone steps on it. But, but Principal Franklin, you can't do this. No, I'm sorry, Harold. The board has made its decision and it will only be accepting health advice from humans from this point forward. But Janine, I'll find a new job, I promise. I'm sorry, Harold. I just can't see myself marrying an unemployed giraffe who lives in a van. It's over. No! Hey, big boy. Want a hit? No. Thank you. I I only eat leaves. Well, these are leaves. Just a special kind of leaf. Well, I guess one little taste can't hurt. The suspect is listed as 10 foot 6, yellow and brown skin. What's a giraffe like you doing in a place like this? I'm just looking for someone to give me a hand. Harold! Can't we just end this? I'm sorry, Chief. Haven't you heard? I'm bad for you. Healthy Harold. Reflux. Rated Girard.
Guys are having some time off to clear the backlog on their Netflix queue. So, in the meantime, here are some of their best bits. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. We're here today as a team to talk about something that was quite disturbing. Sam Cav, you, start of our team meeting this morning, suddenly... Mm. You brought. You said I got. I got good news. I got bad news. What, hit, <laughs> yeah. what did you hit us with? After after really enjoying a caller that that went to air on Wednesday, mm. um, so much so that we then replayed it and mm. turned it into its own talk topic about um, being lost and found. Some news has come in that that caller was indeed a fake. We've received some inside intel that a call that you have heard recently, uh, very miraculous, um, was faked. Now, twenty dollar note. Yeah, you know, we shouldn't be surprised. I mean, Donald Trump has been touting it for many years mm. that, the, that the fake news is out there. <laughs> Never did we think um, that we'd inadvertently become suppliers of fake news. If you missed it, it we discussed. Um, I was. I can't remember what was his name again. Sam. His name was Sam. That's right from uh, from Mount Gambia. He said. Uh, he, oh, have you got a clip? He said this. All right. A while ago, it was for my 16th birthday, actually. My uh, Uncle Craig, obviously a bit of a last-minute present, he um, just wrote a little note on a $20 note for me and gave me that one. That's a uh, classic Uncle Craig. And um, being 16, I was going to try and hold on to it, but obviously not real. Don't have a heap of cash to my name, so a couple of weeks went past and I spent it on something. <laughs> I, I, can <laughs> see, I can see that happening. Six years later. Just before a game of cricket, I was grabbing myself a footlong subway and, uh, yeah, got it in the change. It had the exact same note on it, I thought. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? down the track. Sam, six years? Paying for your sub with a 50, I would assume, there. Yeah, a bit of a big roller now. Oh, well, (laughs) damn, mate. Oh, that gets me so mad, Alex Dyson. And you heard us there do our checks and balances. I asked him if he was serious. You were, you were wondering, said, are you, you were were kidding me? What note he paid with? I mean, you, you were laying in I some was, little. I was checking his story, but now everything's up in the air. Does he even have an Uncle Craig? You know, because we have received intel that that story was baloney. Bron, what happened? So we got a message from someone called Zach. And he, he messaged in to say that Sam, who who claimed the $20 note story, that he has been up in himself in the group chat trying to say, oh, I can't believe they bought it. Oh, yeah. Ah! <laughs> he messaged oh, in before he even did it. All right. Now, Matt, it's okay, mate. It's all right because... Okay. Look, look. We can get where, mad, all right? We can get mad, but we can also get even. And I think... That old Sammy, because we've got respect for you as a listener right now, and we want our talkback to be 100% certified, both ridiculous and real, okay? We don't want any fakes coming through the net. And so as a bit of a warning to anyone else thinking of trying something like this, we are going to call back Sam from Mount Gambia. We're going to do it under the guise that we're going to give him a prize for being a <laughs> caller of the month because we are here at the end of our first month. I think it makes sense. Our backstory works. And then we're going to hit him with the wet squid of reality, <laughs> as my dad would say. <laughs> <laughs> and just knock him back down to earth. All right? Oh. So uh, what we're going to do now, he's on the line. I'm going to put him through the desk. We're going to change our voices to very happy and lovable battered Alex that everyone knows. And then... Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, Okay, here we go. Here we go.
Yes, Matt O'Kine, as we come to our final show for the month of May, it is very exciting to announce a very big winner. It is the very first... Matt and Alex, all-day breakfast caller of the month. Yeah, that's right. We had so many great calls. Thank you for getting in touch with us at matt.n.alex on Instagram. We loved hearing from you, but every now and then someone stands out and we absolutely loved the story from this week. It was regards to your lost and found uh, Alex Dyson. Um, we got a call up from young guy from Mount Gambia. He is, na- he is on the line right now. It is Sam. From Mount Gambia, who gave us this story? A while ago, it's for my 16th birthday, actually. My uh, Uncle Craig, obviously a bit of a last-minute present, he um, just wrote a little note on a $20 note for me and gave me that one. That's a classic Uncle Craig. And um, being 16, I was going to try and hold on to it, but obviously not real. Don't have a heap of cash to my name, so a couple of weeks went past and I spent it on something. <laughs> I, I can see, I can see that happening. Six years later, just before a game of cricket, I was grabbing myself a footlong subway, and uh, yeah, got it in the change. It had the exact same note on it. I thought, Are you kidding no. me? Are you serious? Six years down the track, yeah, Sam, six years it. paying for your sub with a fifty. I would assume there. Yeah, a bit of a big roller now. Not oh, well, <laughs> bloody <laughs> darn, mate. So there you go. We were absolutely amazed, and so we're very happy to announce. I mean, he's already paying for his subs with a 50, but he's the new winner <laughs> of $1,000, Sam, from Mount Gambia. <laughs> G'day, boys. How are we going? I can't believe it. Oh, mate, mate. well, believe it, because it's uh, pretty exciting stuff. You had us in stitches with your uh, hilarious, (laughs) hilarious call. I mean, uh, uh, can you believe that this $20 has sort of turned into this? Yeah, now now I'm like a huge high roller. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, we have decided, I mean, usually it's a big novelty check, but we have decided to give you your $1,000 in $20 notes, just in the hope (laughs) that one of these 20s can get back to you as well. What are you going to spend it on, my friend? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. There would definitely be a few footlongs. I might even have to buy the... uh... Uncle Craig wanted to himself. Oh, <laughs> oh well, have you man. told him? Well, has he's he had the one a listen? Who you. Has Uncle Craig had a listen to the show? Um, I haven't heard back from him. I sent it to my cousin, so his daughters, and I'm sure they would have played it to him. But I'm still waiting for a phone call from him. So oh well, make right. sure he listens. Game, make Craig. sure he listens to this episode <laughs> as well, because he'll be very, very proud of you, my friend. Yes, our caller of the month, first winner, Sam from Mount Gambia. What about you? Going to spread the love? Give the uh, give a bit of cash to your mates as well. Oh, I was thinking about it. Times are tough at the moment, so they might get lucky. They might not. They'll have to wait and see. What about your mate, (laughs) Zach, who joins us right now? Hello, Zach. G'day. What's going on? Yeah. Well, we've got your mate Sam on on the radio. Why don't you tell us? Oh, Oh, no. So, um, (laughs) two days ago, I got a message from Sam saying that he had posted this message to you boys saying this story. And um, it's actually a big hoax. He's just made the whole thing up. You've done me in, Zach. <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself, Sam? Oh, I'm guilty, sorry. I should have <laughs> kept my mouth shut. Everyone was believing it. <sighs> yeah, Sam, yeah I'm, you're right. I'm sorry. You haven't won $1,000. You know what you have won? <laughs> uh, the block list of something. <laughs> Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Crumb of the month. Congratulations, Sammy. You're yeah, our crumb of Sam. the month. The well first ever too. winner, a Hall of Famer. 
Goodness oh, me, that, no. that is going to be a stain on your <laughs> resume for years <laughs> to come. <laughs> Boo! 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 Oh. Boo! Sorry, Boo! You're the turtle, mate. Pull your head in. I actually felt really bad after we recorded it and I was talking to you boys and I still had you going. I was thinking about that today. Oh, that was oh you felt bad enough to accept bad. the money as well, mate, did you? Boo! That's funny because Zach's, Zach sent us a screenshot of your messages, mate. You don't seem to sound like you feel bad. Uh, check this one out. <laughs> as if they believed that $20 note, ha, 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 can see where I've rubbed the permanent marker. Sorry, Come brother. Yeah. We've got eyes everywhere. You are our crumb of the month. I'm taking you off. Boo, boo, boo. And instead, Zach will be getting a good, good prize from All Day Breakfast for his loyalty to the cause. These are the best bits of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Let that be a lesson to you. Never mess with Matt and Alex, Matt O'Kine. Very, very good to be listening back to that, to, um, yeah, taking the memories. And the good news is we haven't had to dish out any crumbs of the week, of the month, of the year just yet. Uh, No one else has been (laughs) foolish enough to test our patience uh, between now and then. So, um, yeah, we're very happy about that. Yeah, and look, if you do happen to be, uh, you know, a Spielberg, a Cameron, Scorsese. Bigelow. Yeah, Bigelow. Then uh, you know where to find us, okay? Because Unhealthy Harold is not going to turn itself into a blockbuster, all right? We need a little Mm. bit of help. So, Mm. um, yeah, please get in touch with us. Or even if you just... Jeffrey Walker. Yeah, even if you just had... Bronson from Round the Twist. He literally just tried to call me. Oh, Um, he probably heard this. He probably just listened to this episode. And is trying to get in touch. <laughs> Mate, well, you know, they're filming Young Rock right now in Queensland. Maybe, maybe The Rock wants in on some Unhealthy Harold. I reckon The Rock would play a great Unhealthy Harold. Um, but thank you very much. We will, as we mentioned, be back on Monday with a, uh, a brand new, fresh, hot and tasty all-day breakfast episode. So hopefully you can join us then. It's been a real treat. See you on Monday. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.